Hello everyone, I'm Joseph Roberson and this is King Talk. We welcome you to our unapologetic and transparent discussion on any and all issues related to youth sports. If there's something you'd like to hear discussed, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, and let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's King Talk Podcast, one word on IG. You can also find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast, and you can look us up on iHeartRadio. All right, today, hey, Brian Tanner is he, he's uh, he's dealing with some issues related to to B. Wilson getting these offers and making some decisions. So, good congratulations, uh, B. Wilson, and and hopefully we can announce on King Talk Podcast what institution you're headed to. That being said, I have a special guest with us today, Engelbert Sims. Welcome, Engelbert. Thank you. Engelbert, I'm sorry I always go into this discourse about how we don't have an applause machine. So my brother, as you know, we just clap for ourselves. That's what it is. All right, Engelbert, I've been, man, how long have I been knowing you? It's been like... We're going on at least eight years. It, is, that least. It? is that eight, it? Maybe even ten. Okay, I'll say my time is flying. I, I thought uh, it was more like 15 or something. I mean, but, pushing. Oh, okay, hold on. But Jay ain't that old. I'm tripping. Yeah. My, my son is, uh, so that might, so yeah, it might be more like 10, ten. somewhere in that area. Right around the fourth. There we go. Area. There we yeah. go. And uh, Engelbert, you are currently the athletic director at Chime Charter which is a TK through eighth grade school. Correct. Uh, at some point, my son attended that school. I don't know if I've ever thanked you, too. I appreciate you, you man. You, you, you did my <laughs> man well while he is at the school. And it wasn't just mine, because I know uh, Grace Kilsey also appreciates you. She's one of the people who suggested we get you to come on. And the irony is that wasn't only her thought process. I think that had to do with a conversation with, is her name Heidi? Is it Heidi who is... Um, I don't know if you remember Sky. Yeah. Who's uh currently playing at Taft. Shouts out to Sky. What's up, Sky? Matt, Matt Kilsey's over at Taft. Shout out, Matt. You know, so you have a lot of history with people in the community. You're also the head instructor of the Pierce College Brahma's basketball camp. So you spend a lot of time, you know, working with youth. Yes. Which is uh, another reason I thought like, oh, you know, that would be a great person to have on as a guest and, and most appropriate based on the topics we discuss related to youth sports. I don't <laughs> see how appropriate it really is. And then, am I wrong? Didn't you used to coach a girls team? So I still team? coach at a, a Birmingham uh, college. Uh, Birmingham Community oh, okay. Charter School over okay. in Van Nuys, okay. uh, Lake Balboa area. Okay, you just you just turned it into a college. Turned like it into if, a college. If you say it, so it shall be. I'm, um, I'm working on it. Right? Okay, so. okay. <laughs> and then, are you coaching the uh, Frosh Fro- Off? Okay, Frosh Off. How's that going for you? Uh, we had a lot of changes. Youth sports yeah. is so different. We had okay. girls transfer, quit. Okay. So, and girls sports is a whole other beast that we'll, I'm sure we'll talk up talk okay. about at some point. So, okay. Okay. Frost off is looking slim right now, so we'll see what tryouts look like again in the fall. Okay. Uh, same for JV. Right. Varsity's looking decent. Okay. Number wise. Gotcha. We'll gotcha. see what talent look like. Later. Hey, how does that work? Because even here at Pierce, and and not just at Pierce, but I've noticed it here. It is different recruiting or or finding participants for youth sports and even at the collegiate level when it relates to young ladies. Yeah. And what what are the inherent difficulties and why? What is what is the difference? Because when, especially if we talk politically correctly, mm-hmm. there is no distinguishment between young ladies and young gentlemen in the sense of whatever one can do, the other can do. And so therefore we have to look at it that way. And at the same time, in real life, no, I see differences 
even if it's with the student athletes I work with, a lot of the young men who come here, um, and I, I believe it's social conditioning to some degree, they believe they're coming here with the intent of still trying to play at a professional level, mm-hmm. uh, go to D- Division One schools, get scholarships to play uh, upon leaving here at a university. Whereas a lot of the young ladies I work with, one of the first questions I talk with students about is like, hey, what is your goals with this? Do you desire to play at a university? So that I know how to talk with them about um, you know, correlating their academic goals to the athletic goals. And the, and a higher percentage of young ladies will say, no, no. I'm just going to yeah. play here. And then, uh, you know, and then I'm good. Some of them even tell me like, yeah, I don't really want to play right now, but my parents still want me to play. Um, some of them uh, uh, tell me like, uh, I might play. I might not. Yep. So, you that know, so accurate. I see, I see actual differences. What is it that you encounter? Uh, cause a lot of these girls, start at so many different stages in their lives okay uh where boys are like groomed right they, they, okay. they're playing uh park leagues and travel aau right. uh, high right. school and they want to keep doing that as long as they can where girls it's 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 uh something to do okay uh while okay. i'm in school my parents want me to get involved in something and i used to play basketball so i'm gonna try for the basketball team right let's see if right. i make it um okay and it's are you going to play four years? Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, right, and right. that's a challenge we deal with because we have to try to, unfortunately, weed those kids out. Okay. Because as we're trying to grow a program, we want committed people. Right, you know, that's, what, right. that's the whole idea of it. You know, it's, it can, it's, it's fine if you're going to join it for social purposes, but you can't um, have the coach be misled that way. Because sometimes right, they, these girls come right. in and they do have real talent. Right. But then it's that's all they want to do is play one two years or just right. high school and that's it. Right. Um, and so what what is the motivation to keep going season after season? Some of them, right. um, especially well, since it's going to be difficult. It's going to any, be difficult. any sport at any, any sport. point is going to be difficult. So you can do it for whatever reasons you want to, and that's fine. No one has a right to determine. Um, it, it was well, not appropriate for you to play because you're just doing it to stay in shape, or you're just doing it for the. Uh, social aspects right right? and at the same time it is fair to ask someone okay understand how your participation or non-participation impacts everyone around you right and so therefore please have some commitment to the well-being yes and consideration for everyone there because though you might be there for i want to see if this is something i like there's someone on that program who is who is dying to win who has been playing right right Right. You know, like the boys in a sense from, you know, right. fourth grade right. or, you know, as soon yeah. as they can walk, they're on a team somewhere. Right. So you got to be considered about that player because they're out there busting their butts right. and they're going to practices or traveling with the team and they miss out on a bunch of stuff uh, to be on that team where other pe- girls, I don't, you know, I know, I know for sure it's not a problem is we get girls who are like, I, I, I got to miss my, uh, the game, a tournament. It's my uh, quinceanera, right. my sweet right. 16. The whole right. nine, and they they miss you know right. Right. weeks in weeks leading up to the party practices because they gotta go practice and shop and dress right. and this right. and that, um, and then the actual party. So you know half the team is sometimes uh, talking about um, oh uh, is it okay if I leave early? We're all trying to go to her birthday party. Right, and you're thinking right. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what was going? We got a tournament, you know, in two coming days up, coming that up. we would like that everyone's gonna want to have a pleasant experience at, right. and the pleasant experience comes in part from being able to compete. Yeah, 
and feeling competent about what you're doing. And I will say this. So I do see some of those same issues with young men. We'll just say the percentages are likely different Mm -hmm. because of the understanding. You know what's so crazy? You mentioned that too. So uh, last Sunday, Father's Day, I'm at the gym for these tournaments and I'm thinking to myself, and it's perfectly fine. In a bigger picture, I don't care. But I thought like, it's, you have some tournaments on Mother's Day. People, I've seen people cancel stuff on Mother's Day. <laughs> they cancel it on Mother's Day because yeah. they know you just don't tread on that, right? right? But on Father's Day, I'm sitting in the gym all day and I'm okay with it. But again, that goes with social conditioning of, hey, you a father, you want to see your son compete. Right. You want to see your child. So this tournament on Father's Day is not a problem. That's where you want to be in. You know, that's yeah. the thought process behind that's it. That's where you want to be anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, wow. Um, you know, and I, I appreciate... And I want to thank you just for having forthright dialogue, my brother, and, and, and saying it in an appropriate way, whether people are offended or not, because what we're discussing is reality. It's not it's not my projecting onto the world or yours. It's just like, hey, there are some differences in the dynamics, and it's not really about um, right or wrong. Or, right. Yeah, it's know. just, hey, this is the reality of what's encountered. And I think, for, you know, for me, is the most important part of all that is having that open line of communication with everyone then. Right, Because right. at the end of the day, then that's what that's, that's all we want as coaches. Okay, so you're not, you're in it, but you're going to need um, this time frame because you're working on whatever. Right. Okay, let us know. Yes. I don't want to know 10 p.m. the night before a tournament that you can't make it. Right, um, it right. Did, this didn't come, This plan didn't happen overnight. You've known right. for weeks. Right. If we all know for weeks, we can all figure out what we're going right, to do. Right. Maybe I don't put you in that tournament that week then because right. it's just going to mess everything up and we'll we'll find another tournament to put the team in because I know the team is all going to want to be right. over there. And we can we can do that because my goal as a coach is I want you to get better, but I want you to have a pleasant experience through this entire process. It's not just about winning. It's right. turning you ladies into good individuals and good people right you know what you've learned on this court of unity and team and and working together you can take to the workforce you can take outside and be able to communicate with people without it hey you know i love that you just use the word communicate because you know when i work with my students that's something i'm telling them even though we're talking about success in college right we're really talking about lifelong success Mm -hmm. and no matter what environment you go into one of the keys to success is effective communication. It's you got to be a good communicator. So I don't care if that's a coach, um, athlete, student, athlete relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't care if that's a professor or teacher, student relationship. I don't care if that is a parent child relationship, uh, two people who are, have, uh, plutonic friendships, romantic friendships, whatever it is, the interactions between humans, to be successful requires good communication. Mm-hmm. So that's not unreasonable to ask of right. people. Yeah, you know? I mean, and communication, and I, and I feel like it gets talked about and it gets pushed on, it gets talked about like, hey, communication is important, but no one teaches it, teaches yeah. how to do it, how to apply yes. it. You're not being rude if you're telling someone information that it might be unpleasant, yeah what the reaction might be because you know you might be putting someone out or they have to work longer hours right. or whatever the reasoning but it's 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 part of what the right. communication brings you know because right. the reaction of me getting it last minute isn't communicating and now I've got to scramble right. uh, the team's got to scramble or whoever's right. involved they got to scramble to make adjustments but if right. everything is laid out yeah maybe I'm not happy about it 
but now I know I've now I've got time to adapt, make changes, right, and then move forward. So at least you've given me some consideration, given the team some consideration. I'm going to take that and tie that back to something that's a bigger issue that still has a relationship to youth sports, but that goes back to having a sense of social responsibility. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how can we look at just young people for not getting that concept when I live in a society of adults? who don't get that concept. So I could go all the way on a macro level and start talking about world leaders and political leaders who um, really are in tune with the agenda of a few versus a greater social responsibility. I could go um, on a smaller level. I could see the general nature of society where we used to live with a sense of it takes a village and live as communities. Mm -hmm. And now people live with a great sense of individuality and a concern for only their own interests. and we see that play out all the time on social media where uh, we could talk about issues like immigration where as a person who lives in this society, like I have a concern for the well-being of the society. I don't want to see just anyone come here to the detriment of society. And at the same time, I understand on a global level they're suffering. Mm-hmm. And so I don't just want to ignore the suffering of others because so it's a complex issue. It's not overly simplistic, but I do still have a sense of social responsibility, even on a global level, that, you know, how can I contribute to the well-being of other humans on this earth versus only my interests? And then, you know, just to bring it back down to our topic, I could talk about social responsibility as it relates to these gyms I'm in, where I'm at a game and I hear this parent saying things from the stands that is to the psychological and emotional detriment of the kids that their kid is playing against. Like, mm-hmm. there's a way to cheer for your kid without saying something harmful to, right? Mm-hmm. When I see a lack of social responsibility on people who, I don't care whether you volunteer to coach. If you volunteer to coach, you still have a social responsibility right. for the well-being of those. Everyone. So go, so go learn your, your craft. It's not just your team. Boom, boom. You got to have the social responsibility of right. everyone on that court right. or, or field, whatever it is, to get better. To, right. to, to to see what it is to either win graciously or lose right, and right, be humble right, right and, and just and move on there's there's teachable moments in sports all over the place right and, right you know talking going what you're talking about you've got you're, you're teaching so many different levels when that parent's yelling on the side <clears throat> and he's going um, take him take him he's weak and you yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're bringing yeah. this you're you, yeah. have, you know nothing about this other kid, but right, you're right. trying to bring, you're trying to elevate your child's play yes, for some reason. Yes. But you don't understand the psychological damage you're doing to the other kid. Right. On top of what are you teaching your kid? Because right. your coach is saying, probably, you know, run the play, swing it, do something other than that. And all he hears is take him, take him, take him. Right. So now you've got this, you've got two things, two kids who are becoming emotionally detached because they don't understand. Right. Do I listen to coach? Do I listen to dad? And then this other kid is going, why is this, why is this grown man I've never met right. or, or mom yelling, saying I, yes. I can't play? Yes, yes. Well, what did I yes. do? You know, and there's got to be a better way to do that. Hey, even as someone coaching, I am so sensitive. Like, I'll, I'll call my kids over and, and talk to them about, look, I need you to be a thinker out here. Because that person right there can only go right. They can't dribble left. And you're putting in me in a position where I'm inclined to say it loud enough for you to hear, which means other people can hear, and I'm not really here to destroy that kid's esteem. 
you could put me in a position where I don't even need to say it if you could pick up on it. Right. So if you pay attention, and really, again, the bigger issue is, man, forget this whatever game it is. I don't care whether it's basketball, football, soccer, baseball, water polo. I don't care what game it is. At the end of the day, really the point I'm, I'm asking you to walk away is be a thinker. Mm-hmm. Because if I can get you to think as it relates to you competing in this forum, then I can get you to think in life. And that's the bigger issue with society. We really don't have a lot of thinkers. We got a lot of followers mm-hmm. in the society following some leadership that is again you know not really oftentimes concerned with the best interests mm-hmm. of the masses and the Fool's greater gold. good of the many you know mm-hmm. so that being said um when you were mentioning too about um you know affecting their esteem that just brought me back to to the point of even i, I could say that about so many different roles there's refs who um have made a call and now when you make the call you have this student athlete on the court, on the field, whatever the case, who is bewildered. And so kind of looks at the ref like, what? And then instead of a ref understanding, again, it's a teachable moment. So what you could do is give that student athlete feedback about what they Mm -hmm. did so they could understand why you made the call. I'll see refs who are not prepared emotionally or psychologically to fulfill the role. Mm -hmm. So again, they're not they're not attending to their social responsibility. So now you mad like you in a conflict with this kid and you fussing at them talking mess. So I told a ref one day, I was like, hey, no, no, just just tell him what he did wrong. He's like, that's not my job. I oh, my, bro- is that, that's all this is about? Or is it about a greater sense mm-hmm. of social responsibility? You took this role. You taking the money that come with this role. Mm-hmm. So how about you see where you can impact a young person's thinking right. And and that goes back to this. When I was younger, Whitney Houston, not that that's the greatest uh, mentor in the world, but amazing singer, though, amazing singer. Let's just talk but about her singing. There you go, there you go. But uh, for eighth grade graduation, which is a whole different story of a restaurant in my eighth grade graduation, but uh, we sang the song, I believe uh, the children are our future. Teach them well and lead, let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Uh, give them a sense of pride, you know? So... I, that's that's always been kind of my thought process about what we're doing. We're preparing the next generation, and we just happen to live in a society where that's part of what youth athletics is about. It's not just about athletics for the sake of athletics, because everybody ain't going forward as no professional right. athlete. It's a teaching environment. It's a teaching tool. It's a tool of instruction. But most people are missing the social responsibility aspect of it. So you got parents acting a fool. You got coaches who can't coach, right? Um, Who got into coaching for their own personal agendas Mm -hmm. versus, again, understanding it as a position of... Hey, even this. So when we talk about communication, let me go to converse direction. So you mentioned players who were kind of timid about coming to tell you Mm -hmm. in enough time what the situation is. In part... No doubt, even though we didn't discuss it in part, no doubt because they know your potential reaction. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one wants to see the unpleasant reaction of another. That's why when people say, can I borrow money? A lot of times people don't want to just look at that person like, no. Because they don't want to see the reaction of knowing that person going to be disappointed. Me, right. I practice in the mirror. I know. <laughs> I, hey, I know no in yeah. many ways, right? And then when people ask you about helping them move. This is another way I learned it. People be like, hey, hey, what you doing this weekend? Can you help me move? And a lot of people, because they don't want to see that look of disappointment on your face, they'll be like, oh, I could probably help you. Let me see this. And they'll commit themselves. Whereas me, I know ahead of time, like, nah, 
<laughs> no, yeah. I'll deal with that look of disappointment on your face, right? So I'm not, I'm not going to say something that puts me in a compromising situation to avoid you being disappointed right. or that look on your face. So the reason I bring that up is because you mentioned the student athletes not telling you something about their commitments that are going to be conflicting with mm -hmm. their other commitments, right? But I see coaches who won't tell parents the reality of their kids, right? Because of that same situation. Mm -hmm. Like, no, tell, stop letting some parents walk around delusional not having an understanding of the reality. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be um, so blunt and, and sensitive about how you present the information. Right. But, but there's a way to, to always relay information. To break say, it down. You know, there, you got every parent's different. Every family, every household, right? Beliefs and uh, values, et cetera, uh -huh. et cetera. So you, you kind of get an idea of what the household is like right. with the kid. Yes. So you can talk to the kid and then the parent has some questions, you know, like you talked about, hey, uh, you know, so watching your son, watching your daughter, these are things we've been working on for the last two, two years. You know, she's yeah. going to their junior year, right. still, can't, still can't or won't go left, still won't uh, get back on defense, still won't hustle, won't get on the floor, uh, yeah. still missing practice. These are all key components of to set her or him up for failure at the next level. Right, right. Um, if you don't have the right attitude, the right commitment, and they're, they're not going to be the, you know, we're, right now they're the best or one of the top players in our program. Well, wherever she decides to go at the next level, everyone's yes. the best at their program. Yes. So if she doesn't have these attributes, she's going to fail. He's right. going to fail. So unless that's what you want, it's going, you know, these are the things we got to work on or, you know, just enjoy, enjoy high school and, you know, yeah. you're done with it. You know, right. the, that's one way, you know, you can say the next level isn't going to, isn't going to put up with it, right. whether the coaches are going to put up with it or she's going to flunk out of a program. It's going to be too hard, too challenging. And what do you do? Because a lot of these kids don't know how to fail. Right. Because uh, when they're starting to fail, it's got to be the coach's fault. Right. And. You know, and you've seen the trend. They transfer schools or they change teams. They go, yes. it's never, it, they never take ownership of anything as a parent, as a, as a student. And then the athlete doesn't know how to take ownership because they're following right. the parents' lead. Right. So uh, even if you want to tell some of these people uh, anything, they leave before you can because it's our fault anyways, that their right. kid isn't being successful. I, and then, <laughs> then, and I've seen this with grown people in totally other, other environments as well, but and what they don't realize is this. The, the, if the true issue lies with you, then I think the saying goes, wherever you go, there you are. Then guess what? You're going to relive it at the next school. The next. Yes. So I know kids right now. I know uh, one in particular who going into their junior year, going, going to their third school. Um, and, and I said I know one, but I mean, that's not a rare situation. Oh, I know. You know. I know plenty. Or now, now that's talking about actual high school. Forget that. If we go to travel teams... They done been on like six or seven, mm -hmm. and this was so crazy. It's always a coach's fault. I had one parent um, left the team that we were on, and when I asked them, I said, oh, we miss you guys. Well, this is what they said, and I thought to myself, I'm still cool with them, and if they listen, they listen. It's all good. <laughs> you know, I mean, feel how they feel about it. It's the truth. You know what I'm saying? It's this. This is what they said. They was like, no, we left because we didn't really like the refs. Well, 
I go to local high school games and college it's the games. Same refs everywhere. You and it's go. the same refs everywhere. You so this is what but this is what I do respect is this. Each parent has to do what they think is best for their child because they have to live with those outcomes. So if you think that's the best move, by all means make that move. But I can't be having no conversations with you looking you in your eye because cause as men, if that is what you believe, then the truth is I'm looking at you like you a fool and you go see it when you right. look in my face. And if that's not what you believe and just what you said then I don't really need to have no, you know, there's no real connection there because right. our communication is not authentic. Mm-hmm. It's not transparent. It's not open. It's not Well, honest. you know, because like you said, they left because of the refs. Well, if they know anything yeah. about all these leagues, yeah. there's like three ref companies and the same refs work for all three come companies. Come on, man. Come on. You know, come on. doesn't matter what level. Come on. The, the guy who coaches, who refs my uh, adult league games, yes. same ref who, who who's in my varsity basketball game the next day, the ne- following Wednesday. And then he's at the uh, at the travel ball tournament out in Vegas, you know, two weeks later. And then he's at the tournament in Santa Barbara. And I'm going, man, yes. you everywhere. He's hey. like, hey, got to make that paper, you know. And like, they do, they do. I know? ain't mad at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Because them ref fees keep going up, too. That's <laughs> something, you know. But, but, you know, so if you know anything, if you're, if you're right, a real right. student right, of, right. Of, what, of what you're trying, when you make a decision, right. you're You've got. You should know. Yes. They're, they're, they don't get better rest from anywhere else. They're all the same people. Hey, and if you understand, um, if you're thoughtful, conscientious, and again, I could connect this back to social responsibility. You won't be the ignorant parent, like making comments to the refs, where at some point you realize, like, okay, they recognize you and begin to know who your child is. You're gonna keep seeing them, and I would say most of them aren't gonna target your kid or anything, but. You can become a consistent nuisance mm-hmm. where they understand that they understand every time your kid dribble, he carry, and they'll call that travel, mm-hmm. right? That every time your kid goes to shoot that little bunny jump stop travel, they're gonna, you know, so <laughs> yeah. don't think they won't begin to be more what rigid or, or thoughtful about enforcing the rules when you're being a jerk from mm-hmm. the stands. Also, we could all disagree with a ref, but again, when you start thinking about social responsibility, they're not going to change a call for you, and humiliating them in front of a room full of people is not going to be helpful. So there's ways to approach it, but again, you got people uh, in youth sports who aren't often in tune with social response. Like even this, I've seen refs who it becomes obvious to me, you know, bless their heart, you never played this game. So some aspects of refing is perception. So, for instance, this. Let's say the foul is called based on the perception of whether this hit altered the shot. Well, if you never played or you're not of the physical power of some people, Mm -hmm. then you don't know that blow I took just now was severe. And just because of my ability to maintain my physical composure and still follow through on a shot, you're determining that, well, that didn't really alter the shot. My brother, that blow that I just took would have left you on the ground. Right. But you've never played at this level. So, but what I have to do as a human is just accept that reality. Sometimes it is frustrating, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I have to handle it if at all possible in a way that is appropriate and demonstrates some level of social responsibility. Absolutely. I mean, we we were dealing with referees last night who uh, proceeded to just say, we'll just let you guys play this game. Uh I mean... It was there were bad calls both directions, missed right. calls both directions. Uh, we adapted. The other team 
kept barking and screaming and trying to humiliate the ref and bully the ref into into a, into a fear so to, yes, to, yeah. to blow the whistle anytime they get touched anytime yeah. something happens it they've bullied the ref enough where yeah. they you know they can get things to go their way but last night it didn't go that way for them and it led to an altercation at the end of the game between them and us even though they're their anger was towards the ref, and then eventually they funneled that that anger right back to the ref, and then wanted to get into a physical altercation because the ref asked them yeah. to 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 you know to walk away from him in a in a way he didn't like it. And it, but again, you've been belittling this man all right, game long, right. verbally abusing him, and the moment he says, "Get out of my face." Don't talk to me like that. I'm a grown man, or I'm. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, like. But you've been addressing him, hey, and you think because they're professors. So first of all, too, some of my personal friends are refs, and some of the dudes I know, you really ain't go run up on them. They're trying to be professional, but don't think because they're they got this shirt on, you know. But again, we now we're talking about really understanding the world around you, social responsibility. Like you, you can't. You, you you coming into environments where you think you go bully someone based on them fulfilling a role at this moment. Right. But we're all humans. We we have to coexist in the world. And then you talk about social responsibility. Uh, you know, they kept talking about, uh, you know, I paid my money. Well, you didn't pay. You're not paying him to ref for you. You're paying right. him to, to pay, ref a game. To ref a game. Yeah. yeah. Um, and both sides pay, yeah. number one. And this is my first time uh, in this gym. But I knew going into this gym that the referee um, skill level here right, right. wasn't the greatest. So right. I knew that going in. And so when those calls aren't being made right. or, uh, or phantom calls, I guess as we call them, are being made, yeah. you just roll with it. You go, yes. I was given the, okay, they yeah. ref how, you know, whatever right. their perception is. And you just go with it, you know, but it goes back to that. You didn't pay for that. You, right, you're not paying right. for their service. He's just here for the game. Right. You, know, you right. don't own them. You don't own every call they make. Matter of fact, I'm going to take it beyond the word social responsibility because I don't know if that's the most apropos word. Right. I want to say, as it relates to that specific thing, too, that it relates to respect. People have to learn some level of respect mm-hmm. in this world. And it's so crazy because um, even in, the, in deviant environments, even in the streets, you know, there's something. Like we say to each other in the sense of, hey, you're going to respect somebody. You're going to respect somebody. Right. You're going to respect something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people don't realize that no matter how bad you think you are, how to, hey, you're going you gonna to respect. Watch this. So you need to either re- learn to respect your, the person you're competing against, your neighbor, your fellow human, the people you encounter every day in society, or you think you're so bad you ain't got to respect them. All right, well, you're going to respect that law enforcement officer. Oh, okay, no, you so bad you ain't gonna respect them. Oh, hey, you gonna respect that judge. Oh, no, you so bad you ain't gonna respect that judge. Well, watch this. When you get behind them bars, when you hit that prison yard, you gonna respect somebody. Because mm-hmm. I don't care if you 6'8", 320, swole. You gonna respect somebody or you gonna be a target. And that's one of the reasons I do try to show respect to all people because I know at the end of the day, I'm gonna have to respect someone. So I would feel like a coward if I fail to respect the average person walking on the streets in my life because I know they probably can't contend with me physically or because I know they've not been through what I've been through and they're not prepared for an altercation with me. You know, I'm, 
why would I disrespect them knowing the eventuality of I'd be put in a position where, oh, I'm going to be around some people right. who who can command respect. And so am I going to, I'm, I'm only going to respect them? No, you need to respect all people. Right. And and that's something that even agitates me going back to the environments we're talking about in youth sports, of, about being around parents who, like, dang, you extra up in the stands talking. You extra but if I see you somewhere else outside this gym, and, and watch this, forget seeing you outside the gym. You know, I, I'm not pursuing any type of altercation. I'm at a different stage of life. You know, I actually, I actively pursue peace mm-hmm. um, and peace of mind. And at the same time, I mean, you could get what you're looking for. You feel me? You can get yeah. what you're looking for. So what's all the talking for? Real quick, too, as we begin to wrap up, what that reminds me of is this. Some parents teach their, they teach the game based on what they perceive. And then this, and one of the things that blows my mind is this, they're teaching it from the outside looking in. So even when you talk about running off at your mouth in sports, right? What some people are failing to relate to their children is this. I don't care how good you are. You can't just run off at your mouth to anybody anywhere. Like, from a cultural standpoint, me and you may be close friends playing against each other, talking mess to each other. But what this other dude don't know on the court is like, my brother, whether you on my team or that team, don't start running off at the mouth to me or the homie because you're going to get hands put on you. So I'll be laughing sometimes when I'm around when I realize like, damn, your parent that made you think it's acceptable just to run off at the mouth to anybody, to anybody. and you don't understand that. Oh, there's consequences mm-hmm. to it, my brother. That ain't just part of the sport. Right. That's a uh, aspect to a subgroup and demographic within the sport. So if you're not part of that group, homo, don't just come in running off at your yeah. mouth like that's cool and acceptable because you will end up getting touched. But again, hey, look, that was that parent's social responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's crazy because you're talking about, you know, respecting someone, and I try to do the flip side, and I see someone who look angry at the world sometimes and just try to do the, hey, man, how you doing? Good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look at you crazy. Yeah. Like, why are you talking to me? Right, right. I'm just saying good morning, man. Yeah, I'm being pleasant. I'm being pleasant. Yeah. Uh, what? I, now you got a problem with me sometimes just right. because I said good morning to you. It, it's, it's, it's such a weird yeah. thing because that's that's on the court too. Sometimes these guys are running their mouths, yeah. and I'll do the opposite. Right? They'll just start running their mouths, and I'll be like, Hey, man, I see what you talk about. Man. I see what you talk about. Yeah. Let's yeah. just keep playing. And right. they look at you like, What? Yeah. You're not. Why aren't you angry at yeah. me so I can yeah. keep yelling at you? And instead, you, you, you trying to befriend me? I'm not really trying yeah. to. Befri- I'm just trying to have peace. Hey, and I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying man. to be cool because I understand real consequences. Hey, I got friends who won't be home for another five to six years. Right. You got me. I've uh, formerly been incarcerated. I've went through things where at the end of the day, I turned 47 this year. I'm trying to get some exercise. And make it home to my family. And what people don't know is every day you leave a the house, there's potential for you not to make it home to your loved ones. That's right. There's and and I don't want that to happen based on I usually try not to curse, right? You know, mm-hmm. I think there's in other ways to <laughs> express yourself, but I don't want to not make it home because of some silly shit. Yeah. I don't wanna I was playing ball, got an altercation, someone got... Because after that altercation occurred, you can either get hurt or hurt someone. Mm -hmm. Whichever way, there's consequences. And I don't have time for that because I have a social responsibility to my students, 
to be thoughtful how I conduct myself on a daily basis because I ask them to be thoughtful how they conduct themselves. I ask them to make decisions based on their desired right. outcomes, right? And, and that's in every area of your life. I say you make decisions about what you prioritize doing with your time. You make decisions about whether you're going to put these substances in your body. You make these decisions about how you're going to respond to what your parents are demanding of you, to whether you're going to study your classwork. Everything you do based on your desired outcomes. So I have a responsibility to live that same way. And guess what? At the end of the day, I want to get home to my son. Mm -hmm. I want to get home to my wife. I have my students counting on me. I have kids I coach counting on me. So therefore, at the end of the day, you can be mad all you want. But the other thing, how can I be mad? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm eating well. I ain't missing right. no meals. You feel well, me? Well, you know, to take it to that other level, though, after that altercation, you said there's consequences. The problem that I see sometimes, that day I, you make it home, but now there's a target out there if the other person stays angry. Yeah. And now if you show up, you you know, you might know that's happening, but some people sometimes are like, he, he, I'm going to have to put hands on him or, or yeah. whatever, but you don't know what mental state these people are anymore right. and you showing up to to be tough or show face puts other people in danger yeah, who are just yeah. you know and it's just it's a whole other level again you know just layers of should I show up then knowing I'm a threat to everyone who's going to be at that gym or at that yeah, park because yeah. I've got a problem with this other guy on the other team now. Right, right. or do I stay away and you know like so what do you do you know, yeah. what do you show up and try to make peace, but now they don't want to, or, you know, it's just, it, right, right. I've seen so many of them. Well, for me, just, uh, for the record, while we're going, like, I, I am the make peace guy. Mm -hmm. I pursue peace. Therefore, if this segment is ever subpoenaed in court, remember I said, I'm the peace guy. I don't promote violence I'm or condone it or pursue it. Um, you know, and, and that's real life. That's real life. Hey, that being said, Engelbert, we appreciate you yeah, spending appreciate this time talking with us and, uh, and sharing your insights based on your participation in athletics. Hey, that's a wrap. You just witnessed two kings talking. Thank you for tuning in to King Talk. We'll see you next time. Where's the applause? We oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. Hey. <laughs> we out.